Jen. Hi. Oh, and where are we recording? Okay, so <laughs> on the phone we have who we will be calling throughout this podcast, assuming that those of you listening want to hear from her again, is Nurse Jen. Say hey, say hi, Nurse Jen. Hey, how you doing? Now, Jen has a very interesting story because losing weight is like, it, sometimes it just seems impossible. It seems so hard. And you've wanted to lose weight for how many years? Oh, at least 30 years. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and we, I've written about this many times to people in the group. And that's kind of the number that you said. Like when you reached your goal weight of, what was your goal weight? My goal weight was, well, initially it was 134 and then I dropped it down to like 132, something right. like that. Right. And when you started, you were about 100 pounds above that. And when you reached goal, I remember you saying that. I remember you saying that I have not been this weight for 30 years. And so that would have been in your, we're talking about like early 30s, right? Yeah. Yeah. Gosh, isn't that incredible? Yeah, it's crazy. And so- You've got people, somebody right now is listening to this, Jen, and they've been wanting to lose weight for three or four or five or 10 or 15 years. And one of the things that, that, that I, I see all the time is people will come in and they'll start and they're broken on day one. And the reason that they're broken is because they just feel like there's no hope. Like they feel like they're never going to get there. They've tried so many diets, failed so many times. And among some of the other things that, that we had talked before this, this is one of the things I want to talk about. You've done lots of other diets, right? Yeah, yeah, a ton of them. Everything. Okay. Tell me, tell me some of like, tell me some of your epic failures. Whoever's listening to this, make them feel better that their situation is not hopeless because somebody who accomplished this after thirty years and and, and has maintained almost a hundred pounds lost for like it's been a couple of years now, hasn't it? Yes. Or, yeah. Yes, it's been two years since I reached maintain. Yes. So tell me, like, tell me one of your epic failures. <laughs> do you want me to name names <laughs> of the program you can if you want to yes <laughs> no i won't but my, you can my, though it might help somebody oh well okay for instance with weight watchers i i was very successful i lost i was extremely health regimented and i stayed on program and i weighed in every single week and i went to the discussions every single week and i was really on it and i it felt amazing i made recipe books and i did all this stuff but my biggest problem was and i'd lost like 94 pounds on weight watchers i was i was successful but my biggest problem was is i quit I just, at the very end, I just said, that's it. I've, I've reached my goal. I'm done. It. I'm good. I'm good. And I went back to my normal life. And I never taught myself how to eat correctly. I just, I stayed so regimented onto the diet that when I finally reached goal, I I didn't know how to, I didn't have a good relationship with food. I was always in the diet mode. And so when I reached goal, it was just like, I'm done. And I quit going to the meetings. I quit uh, working with the people. I just figured I know it all. I, I know how to lose weight. I know how to keep it off. 
wrong. Isn't that amazing? Like people, yeah. people do this for everything. They'll try to lose weight before a, uh, oh, their, for their wedding or yeah. to get into a bridesmaid's dress, or they'll try to lose weight for a trip. And so many programs that people will do, and, and this is what you experience, like all the focus is on like that goal number. And that number is important. You have to reach a number. Mm-hmm. But then the moment you get there, your reaction is, okay, I did it. Now what? So then you gained all that weight back, right? Yeah. Every yeah. single bit of it within about a year, is there maybe a-, a year and a half. It was terrible. <laughs> There's nothing worse than gaining your weight back. Like no, oh. it doesn't matter how many pounds you're losing. If you lose five or 10 or 15 or hundreds, it makes no difference. That whole process of gaining it back is just agonizing. Yeah. So as you're, uh, again, this is a, a very good example of an epic failure that we're talking about. And it's important to, to really explore this because as you're, whoever's listening to this call, I want you to know there really is hope. You could have made this kind of mistake over and over in your life. And once you get the right information, which is the purpose of this this whole podcast and teaching you how to solve these problems is to give you hope again so that you can see that if you do a couple things right, like you can completely change. I mean, Jen, you've after 30 years, you've kept this weight off for for a couple of years now, and you've yeah. never kept weight off for two years, have you? Never, never, never. I immediately would go back to my eating and, you know, eating all the stuff that I loved that's good, that's flavorful and and then I found the weight was creeping on and I closed my eyes to it and I kept getting back, having to wear them, um, choose my bigger pants, having to go shopping again because I got rid of them all my old clothes. And holy crap, it was awful. And But I kept closing my eyes to it. I refused to get on the scale and face my problem. And that was the saddest, most tragic thing is because I just... I knew I was failing. I knew that it wasn't working, but I closed my eyes because I was embarrassed because I was, I, I didn't want to admit the fact that, that I was not achieving the goal that I wanted, that I so desperately wanted. And then all of a sudden I find myself back exactly where I was at the very beginning. Yeah. And it was so discouraging. And oh think, my gosh. think about your situation. Okay. So you have, you have, you have like in the health field, you have medical training. I mean, you've done all these diets, you know, you've got all this experience, you know, over the years trying this and trying that and, and, you know, tying that to your knowledge in, in the health industry. And still, you know, with all of that, you know, you were to make that mistake and, it's just really important to me that, you know, anybody that's starting, whether you're starting our program or some other program, like there is a path through this. There really is. Uh, this whole podcast is all about solving these problems along the way and, and uh, learning to solve these different issues that you're going to deal with throughout the whole thing. And some of those issues will happen two or three times. I mean, Jen, as you were losing your weight, you probably noticed that, you know, initially as you were calling and asking questions, how to solve this, how to solve that, you probably noticed that different variations of those same problems appeared as you were 10 pounds from goal. And as you were learning the maintain for life part of this program. Yeah, even still, because those, those urges, those desires for, for food, food is this natural drug that you have to have. It's not like, you know, 
some other type of drug like cocaine or whatever, you just, oh, yeah, I know that's a bad thing. And so you steer away from it. But food is a natural thing that you eat every single day. And so you have to learn to retrain your brain. And even now, even now, those urges are still there. They don't ever go away. It's learning how to have a better relationship with food. And I'm still learning it. You know, the problem, and absolutely, and and we all are, you know, it's interesting when you're saying learning to have a better relationship with food, because as people are trying to learn to lose weight and learn to maintain it, it's those catchphrases like that that mess people up because they take something like learn to have a better relationship with food and they automatically think that that means they need to be more mindful because they heard that phrase from somebody, be more mindful. And they tie all these advertising you know, phrases that people use to get people to buy stuff to a concept like that and it make it sound simpler than it is. No, oh, it's so complex. It is. And, and, and that's why, you know, this, this podcast, it's all about all these different problems, you know, that we're going to, that you're going to have to learn to solve along the way, because it's not one thing. It's not just be more mindful of your food. No. So now, um, now it's been talking about hope 30 years of wishing you were thinner. 30 years of trying to have the success that you want. 30 years of being basically 100 pounds overweight. And now here it's been all these years, and you are just like a fitness machine now. <laughs> I mean, to, to go to the place that you were to where you are right now. And I wouldn't have said, and I know you, you've said this many times, I don't think you would have described yourself as lazy. Nope. But I mean, you were active and busy, but the thing is, none of this was getting done in spite of, I mean, despite that. And now here you are and you've done, before we talk about your stats now, you've done some really amazing things. Like, let's start with uh, that river swim. Tell me about that. (laughs) And you're how old right now before you tell me this? I'm 62. And I, yeah, I just, last year was really phenomenal because I just decided you know what? This is a bunch of crap. I am tired of sitting around, even though I, you know, I've lost all this weight. I want to start being proactive. I want to start embracing and doing all this stuff. It's almost like, you know, it's not a midlife crisis because it's not a crisis. It's because I want to do everything. I want to be a part of everything. And I had read about this in our area of the opportunity, a group that Um, has a competition that swims across the Columbia River. And the Columbia River is a huge, massive river. And I, I love to swim. And swim has always been so such a part of me and even more so now that I've lost my weight. And, and I thought, why not? Why not? I love to swim. I want to be a part of this. Yeah, why not? I'm 62 years old. What makes the most sense is to put on a bathing suit and swim across a giant river, right? Yeah, That totally makes sense, right? Yeah. And not one moment was I afraid. It it was just, it was just like, yeah, let's do this. And so I talked my daughter into, into uh, participating with me and we swam across the fricking Columbia river last, well, it was last September. And that was the most exciting thing I, I, I can't even tell you how wonderful it was to to get over to the other side and 
and have all these people cheering you on as you climb out of the water in your wetsuit and you look like a wrinkled, drowned rat, but you don't care. You don't give a shit because you accomplished this amazing thing. And, and I thought, this is what life is all about, yeah. is participating in things like this so that you can feel alive. And I felt alive. I love that. Hey, so you, you, um, just out of curiosity, I never asked you this. H- how many 60-year-old women did you see on this swim? <laughs> Not very many. <laughs> <laughs> did you see a couple? Would you see 60, oh, 70 yeah. There was there was a few, but not very many. Not I'm at sure. all. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure. That is the coolest thing in the world. Uh, yeah. Now, Jen, one of the things that is really important to me is that um, everything that we're teaching here is very, very honest. I want people to know what it feels like, you know, to solve these problems and to, you know, rebuild maybe lost hope. And you just told a major lie that I'm going to. Uh, oh, I'm gonna, yeah. And I'm going to catch you on it right now. And here's what it is. You said that I wasn't afraid to do this. And you know what? I talked to you a bunch of times. Uh, yeah, before, this is true. Yeah, this is true. I talked to you a bunch of times before we did this. And the truth is you were afraid to do it. Of course I was. Yeah. And I know what you mean. Like you're, you have this fierce, like I can do anything now, which is amazing. And it's, it's been incredible to watch this like develop into what it is right now, but you were afraid. And, you know, I mean, people like so many people are afraid of doing all kinds of things. I mean, it, I I remember when um, I, I travel quite a bit, as you know, and I remember one time somebody said to me, why do you travel so much? And I, I, but they said it in a way like, you're being foolish. It doesn't make any sense. Why, you, why are you doing all those things? And my reaction was, are you kidding me? Like, how can you not do that? How can you not put yourself out there and, and you know, challenge yourself by putting yourself in different cultures and different experiences? And not everybody has to swim the Columbia River. Not everybody has to do, you know, the biggest race I've ever done. I've never done a marathon, but I did do the Tough Mudder race, which was just amazing like i just loved that challenge you know i was like uh i think it was almost 12 miles and you know you hiked through these rivers that were up to your chest and up to your knees in mud and climbed and jumped all of this stuff for four hours i mean it was brutal i don't know that being afraid of any of that or maybe even being hesitant is a bad thing but i know this when you start taking care of yourself and you start making yourself a priority that fear doesn't stop you anymore. You get past the point where you're scared. You get past the point where you're doubting yourself, where you feel like, well, maybe some people can do that, but I can't. And all of a sudden you're at the finish line and people are cheering and you're dripping wet. I love the picture of you coming out of the water in your wetsuit. (laughs) I love that. All, how tall are you? Five foot? Five foot three. Five, (laughs) five foot three. 120 some odd pounds. I mean, that was a woman right there, if we're being honest, who, I mean, I, you may have even called me crying one time because you were thinking, this is a really long swim. I've never swam this far. And I kept telling you, Jen, just look in the mirror and see who you are. And I, didn't, I didn't start out this way. For sure I didn't not. become this fearless woman at the very beginning. I, it was a progressional thing. It was a step-by-step process for me. And I remember seeing myself in the mirror and thinking, what are you, what are you doing? What are you thinking? Wanting to participate in something like this, because that's always, Tony, that's always been my dream. 
to participate, to be in a part of all these things, to cross a finish line. That's what I have always, always wanted to do. But I was afraid. I was afraid to take that step. And so I was an observer on the sidelines watching everyone else do it. But when I lost all this weight and I went through all that process and that complete transformation in my brain, I said to myself, you know what? It's time. It's time I, I quit being an observer. I want to get in there and I want to get my feet wet and I want to get dirty and I want to be a part of it all. Yeah. And after that's after- and yes, and that's and that's when I, you know, when I said I wasn't afraid because I'm not, not anymore, not anymore. I'm not afraid to jump out of airplanes. I'm not afraid to. <laughs> Which you've done. And what, how long ago did you do that? Um, to, it's been um, just al- almost two years. It'll be two years in May. And uh, that, that's the first time you've done that, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> so wh- whenever I tell somebody about, try to explain to them what it's like to jump out of an airplane, if you, for anybody on the call that's never done this, what what I always describe is because I remember when I did it and so I was in this little plane and you probably remember this and was the door closed when you were flying when you were flying up yeah yeah okay so you're flying up and it's like it's really calm and peaceful (laughs) and you're looking out and you're like oh look at you know all the squares and the farmland yeah oh and the sea everything's beautiful and then they're like okay are you ready and you're like yeah I'm ready (laughs) and and then they open the door and it's like I mean, that's what I remember. Oh my gosh. Did you have a similar experience? Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, it was, it was crazy because, you know, I was strapped as tight as I could get to um, the guy that was, was jumping with me. And, and I thought, and I kept thinking because that, that cockpit was so tiny. And yeah, I kept for me thinking, too. There's no way in the world, a hundred pounds ago that I could have even fit yeah, that's in, true. This, in this cockpit, uh, this cockpit. And here I am. <laughs> And, and he opens up the door and he says, okay, um, inch your way over to the edge. And he says, okay, just drop. And never, never did it cross my mind of what was happening. I just said, let's do this. And I just, I dropped and we went and I, oh my gosh, for the first 30 seconds, it was, the intensity was so loud that you, it was deafening, the, but it was so incredible. Incredible. I know it's such it a great was experience. So exciting. Yeah. My yeah. my favorite part of that is 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 the floating afterwards. Yeah. Like when, you're, when you're floating down yes. after the parachute opens and your heart starts beating again. Yes. Yeah, that's my favorite part. It's very surreal. In fact, I didn't realize I just thought this can't actually be happening. And then I looked down and I saw my legs dangling below me. And I yeah, 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 this is happening. Yeah, that's super cool. You yeah. hey, you had said something, and you know, a lot of people, you know, when when we see people go through our program, a lot of this happens. I mean, there's a lot of people that will run marathons and, you know, they'll uh, jump out of planes and some people write books. Some people start businesses. I mean, there's a lot of things that happen, but just as many people do smaller things that Mm -hmm. would be really, really important to them. And I don't ever want to mislead anybody, whatever you want to do this, like this whole concept is and and what we're trying to teach has nothing to do with you going out and running a marathon it has nothing to do with you running a 5k or doing any of these big things like the whole purpose of what i'm trying to do with with everything i mean the program that we teach in this podcast is basically just to get you to the point 
where you start doing what you actually want to do instead of what everybody yeah. else is doing. That's Whatever right. that is. Like if you want to make a quilt every week, which sounds impossible, but if that's your thing, okay, and you're not making quilts, like I want you to be healthy and feel good about yourself and, and, and rebuild yourself so that you do that. If you want to write a book, and Jen, we've talked, well, you've read it, of course, the yeah. novel that I wrote. Yeah. If you want to write a novel, like I want you to get healthy and remember how good you're actually capable of being so that you start putting words on a page every single day. If you wish you were a better spouse or a better parent or you want to learn the guitar, whatever it is, when you take care of yourself, no matter how long you felt hopeless, no matter how, how long you felt lost, what happens is you rebuild yourself step by step. And you, you'd mentioned something about this that I want to, I want to share with you, Jen, and I want, I want your opinion on this. When it comes to like rebuilding yourself, recreating yourself like you've done here, I mean, erasing 30 years of less than fantastic habits, people try to do this too fast. They try to do too many things at once. And recently, you know, you've gotten, you've gotten really involved in uh, weightlifting, which is great. Well, when people start this, a lot of times they say, okay, I need to start lifting heavy weights and I got to run 10 miles a day and, you know, I have to starve myself. And that isn't the path that I took you down at all, was it? No, not no. At all. In, in fact, if, if you had start, started lift, <clears throat> wanted to lift weights the way that you're doing it right now at the beginning, I would have said, you know, let's take a smaller approach to that. Let's do some other things that are important because there are steps to this. And, you know, your first step would have been losing the weight. You know, the second step would have been going through the Maintain for Life program and actually learning how to think differently. After that, I mean, there's probably this trial and error phase of, wow, you know, I, I wonder what I'm capable of. Where you started doing some pretty cool things. And, and now you're at this next level of, great, you know, I need to include my cardio, but, and I want to <laughs> try new things, and I want to maintain my weight, and I want to inspire people. But I want to see if I can get big. I want to see if a 62-year-old could build some biceps, <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. And, and so what do your arms look like now? Oh, they're awesome. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> they're, not, they're not where I want them to be. But you know what? I'm learning this is all a progressional thing. And it so is. I'm, I'm learning patience. Imagine that, Tony. I'm learning patience. Patience for yeah, you? Yeah, yeah, me. <laughs> and it, it, but it's really super cool because, you know, I, I remember at first when I first lost the weight and I saw all this hanging skin, I thought, okay, that's not desirable, not even in the slightest. I imagined that I was going to be this beautifully fit person and, and I was fit inside and I was strong, but I, when you lose a hundred pounds, you're going to have loose skin. And then I went through this period of feeling like, oh my gosh, I look so ugly. And then, and then you and Ed came in and you said, Jen, Jen, embrace that you have accomplished so much. Don't be so hard on yourself. Understand that this is going to be a process. And so I came to terms with all of that. And I just said, you know what? Now is the time for me that I want to start seeing what I'm capable of. And so that's when I decided all on my own, nobody pushed me into it. I decided I wanted to start lifting weights because I wanted to see just how tough I could be. And I wanted to see if I could do it. 
Yeah. And I, it was, it's pretty incredible. It's incredible. It is. I, I, I want to tell you something about the loose skin. So many people, when they, you know, when they start losing weight, they get about a quarter of the way into them. They're like, okay, I need to start doing something about this loose skin. And you had said, you know, if you lose a hundred pounds, you're going to have a bunch of loose skin. And believe it or not, that's not always true. Oh, really? Um, yeah. There have even been some 60 year old women on the program that have lost a hundred pounds and didn't have tons of loose skin. I mean, they had some, but there are, there are lots of factors. Of course, somebody that's really young, somebody that is in their twenties or thirties and for sure a teenager. Okay. If they lose a hundred pounds, they may not have skin issues at all. This is true. But it depends on how long you've had it. It depends yeah. on your genetics. I mean, it, it's, it's all over the board, but, yeah, it is. but wherever you end up on that, the important thing to do right now is, do the next step. And yes. when you've lost 25 or 100 pounds, that's not the time to think about your skin. You just need to keep freaking your working your butt off on the treadmill and the elliptical yep. and burning calories and, and eating right and get to the point where you get to the end and then you see what you have to work with. Because you might be surprised either way. Mm -hmm. But that step is down the road. That isn't one of the first two steps. The no. first step is do the work and finish something. Yep. I mean... Yeah. So, this so yeah, is true. this is true. You had said uh, there was something else that you said that I wanted to address. I got little notes all over my page. I love the, <laughs> I love the idea that you were uh, talking about patience. Yeah. Because uh, that's a hard thing to do now. Mm -hmm. It really is. I mean, we are such a, you know, I got to get this on an app. I need this in 10 seconds. You know, I'm not going to the movies. I'm going to order Netflix on my phone. I'm not even going to leave my, I'm not even going to sit down and I mean, it's, all right there right now instant gratification yeah and as anybody that's sitting and listening to this right now and you're thinking man just you know i wish that i was where jen is right now i wish that you know i'd already lost my hundred pounds you know it's a lot of work to get to where jen is but i promise you you actually can do it like there is hope even if you think that there isn't and your job is to do, I mean, take the steps between the exercise and the food that you need to take so that you lose one to two and a half pounds per week. And when you get there, like, it's good enough. I mean, when you reached gold, Jen, did you, did you think, oh, this sucks being 125 pounds or whatever your goal, your number was, you know, I could have done this two weeks faster. Did you feel that? <laughs> <laughs> mm? Well, I, my, my philosophy is always, you know, let's just get in and get and get the get the work done and do whatever it takes because I I I do lack patience and I'm that's a process for me is learning how to be patient with myself. But I I even at the very end, Tony, I don't know if you remember, I did I about two weeks before I hit goal. In fact, I am celebrating my two years. Mm -hmm. on the on the 17th this weekend and um that is a very special day for me when i reached goal but i remember two weeks ahead of that i was so discouraged and because i didn't lose any weight and i thought oh my gosh i'm never gonna get there and and you just said jan look at what you've accomplished and and then you sent me the most beautiful graph that you had made and you said this is not the graph of a person that has been, not been successful. And it was a perfect line going straight downward. 
not one little divot in in it. It was completely dead. And that encouraged me so much. And that week I lost like three and a half pounds. <laughs> wow. And I got down to goal. And and that was just so exciting. And but I never, I always throughout the whole program, I never lost hope. And my hat goes off to you and Ed because you were always there for me. You never, never left my side. And there were times where I would, I would call in and I'd just say, oh, I don't know. This is hard. It's, everybody else around me is eating all this stuff and, and I want it. But, but yet I don't because I want so bad to stay focused. And you just said, hang in there. Hang in there. You can do this. And then I, I got that attitude of, yeah hell yeah, I can do this. I, and I just kept fighting it and kept working at it. And it takes work because you don't start out loving exercise. <laughs> <laughs> this is great. I love it when yeah. I'm all sweaty all the time. Yeah, I smell. This, this is awesome. I think I'll stay on this elliptical for an hour. But I have to find a way to squeeze time into a, a oh day. Oh my I hell. I remember the very first time I was on for 15 minutes and I thought, what am I doing? Like, this is insane. But I, I had, you'd given me hope that this is something that you can obtain. And I came from a very dark part in my life to where I was so discouraged. I knew I had to grant, you were my lifeline. And so I hung on for dear life. And, and then I found as the weeks went by, yeah, I'm achieving this. I'm seeing success. And so I wanted, the desire was there to keep at it. Well, Jen, that's, that's, that's the whole purpose of what we're doing right here is to create that lifeline for people that are reaching yeah. and they don't have a place to reach to, which by the way, when we do the next podcast, the one with you, I know exactly what the next one we need to talk about is. Awesome. And we need to talk about how to deal with all the people around you that oh. are you know, that are pushing and pulling you the wrong direction. That's tough. It, it, it's tough. But the thing is, there's a lot to learn because everybody has it. Mm -hmm. uh, I mean, I'll talk to, we're getting sidetracked. We're going to save this for next time. Jen, thank you for taking the time to do this call. And guys, if you're listening to this right now, we're going to try really hard to keep these at about 30 minutes so that you can fit them into exercise. And our time is up, believe it or not. And so we're going to be doing a lot more of these. Do give me some feedback. Let me know if you'd like to hear more from Jen. Maybe some questions you'd like to ask Jen. I mean, she's got an interesting perspective because she's lost all this weight and hadn't been able to do it for 30 years and been able to maintain it and hadn't been able to do it 30 years and has medical knowledge, you know, and, and it's, it's all there. She has every reason to do it. And then all of a sudden, you know, we gave her the tools and, and she ran with it and, and it's completely turned into this fitness maniac this fierce <laughs> savage it's such a uh, it's such a beautiful picture because jen what you show everybody is you show everybody that there really is hope yeah if you've not done this right for 30 years if you haven't been able to get control of your health health for 30 years you know if you're in your 60s like it doesn't matter where you are once you go the right direction and get the right help you're going to get real results. Well, if I, if I could just leave one thought. Do it. One thought. I One thing that I have seriously learned is that anything is possible. It doesn't matter how old you are. You 
can do and accomplish anything that you set your heart to doing. And that is phenomenal because it's a triumph of the human spirit. And anything is possible with anyone. You don't yeah. have to be this amazing superwoman and superman. You can just be you. And, and when you decide, this is what I want to do, you will accomplish amazing things, even at 62. You know, I, I agree with this and, and so much. And, you know, the problem with the phrase of you can do anything is that people have heard it so much that it, it almost goes in one ear and out the other. But I'm but telling it's true. you, it's so true. Once you actually like make yourself important, like, I'm living it, it. It's incredible what uh, what you can do that you maybe thought you couldn't do uh, before. Yeah. All right, Jen, we're going to wrap this up. And so, guys, let me know on this podcast. Send me some feedback. Do you want to hear some more from Nurse Jen? Jen, you're the best. Thank you. See you later. All right. Bye.